We're very thankful today to be joined by Pastor Phil Nordstrom, a name that many people remember here in Southern Illinois as the pastor of Christ Community Church for a number of years. He's since relocated to Knoxville, Tennessee, and is pastoring there. Pastor Phil, thanks for the time. You're very welcome. It's great to, great to hear your voice and talk to Southern Illinois again. You know, we were talking before we started the recording that it's been 10 years or more uh, that you've been relocated to Tennessee. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. I know. It has gone very fast, and you can take me out of Southern Illinois, but you can't take Southern Illinois out of me. I still love very much that whole region, Murfreesboro. Yes, and oftentimes, uh, obviously, my connection to Murfreesboro is very strong, and there's a Murphy Freesboro, Tennessee. Uh, Correct. Not not to be confused, but uh, tell us quickly, or remind us, I should say, uh, what is the church that you pastor there in Knoxville? Yeah, I pastor a church called Life Church in Knoxville, and uh, been here for about 10 years now, so going great, and I imagine I'll retire from here. And uh, how many people are members there at Life Church? Yeah, we're. Uh, it's a very small uh, church and a small building. We're right at a hundred, but uh, we're really making a comeback since COVID, and we're getting ready to add a second service, and we've got plans to build. So the future's bright. So I wanted to reach out to you because I saw on Instagram that you, just like many other Christians, had made the journey to. Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky. There's been a really amazing move of God going on there, it seems anyway. Uh, eight, nine, ten days now, there's been revival services going on there. Tell us what you saw and, and what that experience was like. Well, it was great. I, um, you know, I've been hearing about it, and it's not too far of a drive for us, two hours and 45 minutes, I think, from where I live. And so, uh, you know, I just kind of started throwing around the idea of maybe you ought to go up there. And other people in the church were saying, man, if you're going, I'm going. So about six of us, I guess six of us went, and there's two more that are up there today uh, that went uh, together and experienced it. We got up there. Uh, we left here at 7 in the morning, got there at 10 in the morning. Uh, and we didn't, we, we kind of thought it was going on sort of, continuously but when we got there uh there was a big sign that says it was closed until noon and as we were talking to some of the organizers you know after about seven days of this there's a, a lot of exhaustion and things in the auditorium that needed to be fixed and you know the toilets that needed to be looked at you know and from everybody using it uh, people coming from all over the country all over the world so it's really phenomenal. So we got there two hours early, and there was already a line formed, waited two hours. And by the time that they let us in, by getting there two hours early, we were fortunately really near the front. But by waiting two hours, the line was as far as you could see, and it was pouring down rain. People were standing out in the rain with umbrellas. It poured down rain all day long, and before, during, after. <laughs> it was rain all day long. One guy joked that they'd sung the song Let It Rain too long the day before. <laughs> <laughs> and so what? once you were inside, uh, was it an experience of sort of everyone seeking God in their own way? Is it is it something more of a structured service? Yeah, it, it wasn't very structured. Uh, when we got there, it was very, very 
one thing I would say is one thing that's remarkable about the revival is how unremarkable it is. And what I mean by that is uh, it couldn't have been more toned down. In other words, we got in there, there was one piano and one guitarist that were playing um, and they weren't singing like the most the most recent contemporary songs. There were songs that pretty much everyone knew. I mean, they were singing modern songs like What a Beautiful Name It Is, but, but they were all also singing songs like, you know, We Exalt Thee or How Great Is Our God, stuff that people could just sing from their hearts without words on a screen pretty spontaneously. But as the room filled up, there was just an overwhelming wave of just emotion that came over us, just... First of all, just seeing these young people seeking after God. Uh, when I, and there's kind of an emphasis on the young people. The, the college kids are reserved all the front seating for the college students. They really want to keep the college kids where it started. It's sort of the, the primary. Uh, they, they want them to, to realize that, it's, that it is their revival as well. So just seeing all of that the altars just immediately began no altar call just people just up there praying at the altars the revival's been going long enough that there's trained people that are trained to come pray with you I went up for prayer uh, real early and the altar young college student came up to pray over me I just prayed that God would revive me and revive our church and just had a powerful experience there but nothing nothing dramatic nothing um um I, I, it, it was um, it, it was very peaceful. I would put it that way. Pastor Phil Nordstrom is with us today via the phone line from Knoxville, Tennessee. The uh, one-time pastor of Christ Community Church here in Murfreesboro. If uh, you had any advice for people that were planning on going, uh, what would you tell them? Come early. Uh, and find out, I, I'm sure there's a website now that you can tell what time things are happening. And I would get there in plenty of time in advance. Uh, there are overflow auditoriums. I think there's four auditoriums. I would come not uh, not coming with too many expectations of what's going to happen, uh, but just come just open to what, what God, would, God would do in you and say to you. Um, just heard some incredible testimonies while we were there about what is God is doing as a result of this, and uh, I would just come with a with a heart open to say, God, whatever, what do you want to say to me, and what do you want to do in me, and see what God wants to do in our nation. Amen. And I read this morning that there are other similar revivals that have kicked up at various other Christian colleges, particularly at uh, one called Lee University, um, and so we'll see if this kind of begins to spread in a way and and what exactly God is is going to do with it but it's it's exciting and it's really good to see well one of the testimonies I heard was from a girl from University of Kentucky which is just down the road probably a half hour from from uh, Asbury and there's been a spill over there and then her college group the night before um, Probably as a direct result of the Asbury revival, 19 people were baptized in uh, in their college group uh, that night. Um, one girl gave a testimony uh, that you know she had tried everything; she had tried you know alcohol and drugs, and she had come back to Jesus. And at the end of her testimony, she was so fired up; she just started jumping up and down, and she said, "It's time to come home. It's time to come home." 
it's hard for me to talk about it because it was such a such a powerful moment. And the person that was holding the mic while she was giving the testimony, in a just very calm way, just said, hey, if there's anybody here that you just feel like God is calling you to come home, stand right now. I'll bet you there was 50 people that stood up in the auditorium at that moment. Just tears coming down their eyes and people cheering. You know, I was cheering for prodigal sons and daughters, for other fathers and mothers, their kids coming home to Jesus, many of them young people. And um, and then after they were prayed over, they were invited to come down to the altar, which all of them did and for further prayer and instruction. It was just, just very, very powerful. You know, I heard you once preach on the Azusa Street Revival, um, and I don't pretend to know any of the history of that. Um, uh-huh. I know that there have, of course, been various revivals. Do you think that this, what's happening there, is going to be considered years from now to be ranked amongst those great revivals? Yeah, that remains to be seen, because the Azusa Street Revival went on, I think, for three years. And, uh, and a quarter of the people that call themselves Christians today can trace their trace their um, the lineage of their faith back to the Azusa Street Revival. Uh, so that remains to be seen if that will happen. But what I did see that was in common with the Azusa Street Revival was one guy got up and called to missions, and then, so they asked, "Are there other people that are feeling called to missions?" I bet you a quarter of the young people that I saw there stood up. And it reminded me of the Azusa Street Revival because out of that revival, there were missionaries that were sent called the missionaries of the one-way ticket that raised enough money to go to the countries they went to and uh, not enough money to even get home. So they just went there, spent all of their lives uh, as a result of that um, revival and uh, brought the message from that revival to all over the world. And, And so the 20th century is been called by some the, the century of the Holy Spirit, all from one revival. So I think there, I think you're going to see ramifications from this revival of missionaries being sent out, pastors being called, uh, young people being revived. Um, the wonderful of our culture was changed, and the narrative in our culture was changed. There's a lot of bickering even in the church with culture wars and all of that wouldn't it be wonderful if the revival would melt down all of that and change the narrative from how do you feel on this issue or that to having a genuine encounter with god where all of that is washed away i remember one thing about the azusa street revival that was said one of the social issues at that time was racism it said during that revival that the color line was washed away in the blood wouldn't that be wouldn't that be wonderful if some of these cultural issues that just seem to dominate the news right now would just sort of not be the emphasis because because the narrative's been changed? Yes, that certainly would be wonderful, and I think it is possible. We know all things are possible through God, but the encouragement to the believers when these sorts of things break out and happen the uh, second and third effect of it, uh, I think, is definitely hard to measure, but uh, thankful and rejoice in it, uh, no matter what the outcome is, because the outcome already has been wonderful. Well, uh, Pastor Phil, I uh, don't pretend to know what's on your schedule this morning or how much time you have, but we're thankful for the time that you've shared with us. Uh, we'll leave you with the final word. If there's anything else you'd 
like to say about the revival or, you know, some old memory of Christ Community Church, whatever sure. it might be. Yeah, I would like to get a give a shout out to Rick and Debbie at Christ Community Church, the pastors there that just have done a great job. And uh, also to the churches of Southern Illinois and Murfreesboro. And I would say that revival marked some things that happened at Christ Community Church. Our, our church was touched by a revival uh, indirectly that was going on in the nation, and it really reignited our church back in the early 90s but i also think in murfreesboro about the promise keepers movement that brought our churches together pastors together i still have relationships with some of those pastors uh, that were there at the time that we that god melted our hearts together as a result as a result of a move of god kind of an interesting note i would say shaker samuel who was the pastor of First Baptist Church, his son and daughter-in-law moved to Knoxville and are part of my congregation, so I still have a connection there, which is really exciting. He leads a small group in our church, his son does, and I get to see Shaker from time to time. I would say one one, one last thought about this revival. I, I read from a student named Madison Pierce who was distinguishing this revival from some of the other revivals like Azusa Street. And he was saying that how this revival seems to be tailor-made to this generation. He says, I find it interesting that God would mark this outpouring with a tangible sense of peace for a generation with unprecedented anxiety, a restorative sense of belonging for a generation amidst an epidemic of loneliness, an authentic hope for a generation marked by depression, uh, leadership emphasizing protective humility in relationship with power for a generation deeply hurt by the abuse of religious power and a focus on participatory adoration for an age of digital distraction. It feels as if God is personally meeting young adults in ways meaningful to them. My generation was formed differently than previous generation, so the traits of this revival are different than revivals of old. The new outpouring is not the signs and wonders nor zealous intercession nor spontaneous tongues nor charismatic physicalities nor the visceral travail. And I'll just add it in there, but you will see some of that. It's marked by a tangible feeling of holistic peace, a restorative sense of belonging, a non-anxious presence through, uh, through felt safety, repentance driven by experienced kindness, humble stewardship of power and holiness through treasuring adoration. And I will say that's exactly what I experienced at Asbury. Wow, that's beautifully written and put and said. And, yeah, uh, his name is Madison Pierce. I want to give him credit for that. That was the student. Sure, sure. But we thank you very much for sharing it. Um, I think that gives people a very illustrative sense of what's going on there at uh, Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky. In case folks are wondering, it's about a five-hour drive approximately from southern Illinois, if you are thinking about making that trip. Uh, Pastor Phil, thank you so much for your time. God bless you. Thank you. I will say it's hard to find hotels there, but they've got a thing there that like a scan code barcode that people are actually opening up beds and bedrooms for people to stay. So wow. anyway, God bless you. And I just want to say you're doing a great job as mayor. Uh. And God bless Murfreesboro <laughs> in Southern Illinois. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right. God bless.